the record button. Oh, there we go. Um, so this is, uh, so hi, welcome to Olonga. My name is Justin Glo, and today I'll be speaking with Christine Heron. Is that how you pronounce your last name? Heron? It's Heron. Heron, okay. Got it. So uh, I can just begin. Uh, what kind of art do you do? Oh, I do a bunch of things. I um, I'm a ceramic artist. Uh, I am a hand dyer, and I also paint, and I also make jewelry. Ooh, how did you? Uh, so how did you get into those? Uh, into that diverse set of uh, art oh. making. Well, I guess um, I've always been making things ever since I was little. Um, I started art lessons really young. I had family who taught me how to sew so I know how to sew um I know how to embroider I did a lot of things like that when I was young and I think that just led me into the desire to make other things so mm. um, I went to art school at RISD and I studied illustration there mm. and um, so you know I've been doing things for a long long time <laughs> just you know, the medium started at different uh, different time periods, but um, I think the most recent thing that I've started doing is ceramics. Could you tell me a little bit about, like, the different timelines of your work and, like, how different things, like, overlapped? Oh, well, oh, this is going to be a long chat. Um, <laughs> I've always painted. I've mm -hmm. always painted and I've always sewn and I've always um, sort of, been somebody who makes things from scratch. Um, my my dad was a cabinet maker and he was self-taught. So uh, and a lot of people who lived in our neighborhood sort of owned their own businesses and always sort of did their own stuff. So they made their own food and they had gardens and they built their own houses. And, you know, my mom sewed her own clothes. So I think it's just always sort of been a part of who I am. But um, I really started getting interested in um, uh, representational art when I was probably like, you know, just turning uh, into my teenage years. I did a lot of uh, watercolor drawing, mm -hmm. oil painting, and um, that led me to art school because I wanted to be an artist and I was thinking I'd like to do illustration. Um, so when I got into school at RISD, uh, you know, they have a pretty interesting foundation program where you get to do a lot of different things. Um, and I mostly focused on uh, painting and drawing, which is part of illustrate their illustration program. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so after that, I um, started a com my company, Red Chair Studio, with a friend of mine. We were designing products for the gift and garden market, and we worked with a couple uh, local folks. We designed things specifically for events. Uh, so that's where I ended up getting my first wrap and mm -hmm. starting a product line. Um, that product line turned into kids' clothing. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then I stopped doing that, and I started doing hand-dyed silk. And eventually that led me into making jewelry. And I got eventually into um, ceramics after that. 
So probably, well, I'm not really giving a great timeline, but <laughs> that's okay. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm always d- dabbling in a variety of things. Um, mm. I started ceramics in 2013 and um, I started taking uh, classes over at the South County Art Association and I fell in love. It was something that uh, I'd been wanting to do for a long time and I just didn't have the, I don't know, sometimes you fall into things without looking for, looking for kind of fell into making pottery and mm. uh and now I actually teach making pottery. Mm, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I also teach painting. I also teach watercolor. So um, I like I like the pursuit of understanding variety of mediums. I like having them around me. Mm. Um, and I like working in my studio and and uh, sort of digging in every day. Interesting. See. So it seems like, like you, like you said, like throughout your whole life, you've just been surrounded by like different artistic mediums. Um, would you say there's anything that like, like in, inspired you or like influenced you throughout your life? Well, I've, I actually grew up in New Hampshire and uh, our neighbors had a greenhouse and the woman and the husband, the woman used to babysit me and she knew everything. She knew everything about plants. Mm -hmm. And um, she and my mom were friends. And and so through her and just sort of the people in my my neighborhood, um, I really was very much into plants and the forms of nature. And um, I grew up going to the beach in the summertime, you know, there wasn't much to do, but we were on the beach. So I spent a lot of time in nature, a lot of time outside. One of our other neighbors grew um, wildflowers in the woods. Mm. <laughs> um, and so, you know, always being sort of in contact with nature has been a big part of the things that I'm drawn to, the forms, um, what I like to represent and sort of where I draw a lot of inspiration for the work that I make. I also very much like using objects that are handmade. Uh, to me, they have a certain, I don't know, they're, they're functional and they're made by somebody else's hands. And that always has a huge value for, to me. It's, mm. um, you know, it's part of why I like making objects that people use. Mm. Interesting. So, so you said like, um you like making things in nature or like based around nature are there any other like types of themes in your artwork um yeah well a lot of the work a lot of the painting that i do is very representational so um you know i'm very influenced by botanical illustration um landscape uh you know watercolor is my main medium um so when i paint i tend to be pulling from those that source material. I'm mm. usually somebody who, if there's an empty bag in my car, usually by the time I come back from the beach, there's shells and rocks <laughs> and seaweed in it for, <laughs> if that's the, if I get caught as called a pack rat, those are the things that I'm gonna be <laughs> used to 
you know, I have butterflies, I have uh, acorns, I have seed pods. Oh, wow. um, so things are always around me. They're, you know, they're part of, I think we were drawn to things and we collect them. And that's mm. sort of what's um, I'm constantly bringing into my space. Mm. So you're drawn to like, like physical objects. Um. Yeah, like, um, you know, uh, like if you, and also um, sort of botanical uh, forms. So if you look mm. at seed pods and seed casings and flower petals and leaves and the shapes that they create, those things are um, something that I find really beautiful. And I like to re represent some of the work that I make. Mm. Um, mm, that's really cool um, what sort of like obstacles have you faced like throughout um, you know your pursuit of art um, I think that uh, it's a hard one I I think I'm, I'm very distractible so I always have a lot of different things on the go um, so maybe I don't dedicate myself enough to <laughs> one particular medium. Um, I have a very messy studio and that is sort of like my, a busy mind, right? A busy mind is a busy space. And so sometimes I'm my own worst enemy that way, but, <laughs> um, but I do, I do like process. I do like the act of making it's very, um, very zen you know when you when you've you're practiced at something and you can sort of just dig into it and and uh that's the thing that pulls you through the making mm. you know once you've sort of figured out the problem of how do i make this thing mm -hmm. how do i make this cup how do i make this dish how do i you know draw this um, plant you know and then the process of following through with and making it becomes mm. sort of it's almost like you're not there sometimes mm -hmm. that's not really a problem but that's what <laughs> very distractible uh <laughs> no i think that's it's a very good thing i think uh I, I was gonna go on a mini rant about myself but then i remembered sorry this, no i was just I thought something what you just said about like the process and like it being zen and figuring out the problem that really connected with me and i was going to start like talking about that but i was like wait a second it's not about me that's okay i don't mind I oh think no it's, it's okay i think i think that um i think that, yeah the there's always a problem to be solved and i like mm -hmm. being in that part of the you know i like solving the problem um, I sometimes mm -hmm. I abandon projects because I just it's done. I figured it out, so I don't need to do it anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, can so, you tell me more about that? Like, uh, how... well, I think that you can just because it's doing doesn't mean you need to complete it. So let's say it, it's a sketch in a sketchbook. You've you've sort of noodled out how the thing. Is. You ask yourself a question. How do I, what does this look like? How do I communicate it visually? And once you solve that problem, sometimes you don't need to make it into a painting. It's, it's mm. the act of figuring that out is sort of the beauty of what you're doing, right? Oh. 
so I think that uh, there's a lot of um, abandoned ideas that uh, get gifted or passed on or don't stay with me. Mm. And, um, and once they're done, it's almost like I don't need them anymore. They need to go find another home mm. or they get thrown away or they just get tucked in a notebook and save for another day. And it, I'll go back and look at it and, you know, maybe, maybe it'll be something of value later on that I used mm. to mix in with some, something that I'm making that's new, but I think that it all has value. So like, if it's math, you're doing these math problems, you know, mm -hmm. you're doing this, this thing because you need to understand what you're doing. Mm. It doesn't mean that you need to show it to anybody. It doesn't mean that uh, you know, um, <laughs> get it graded. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you understand it, then that's the, that's all you need. Right. You don't need, you know, I mean, you might need to, to pass your class, but <laughs> as far as your understanding thing, that's, that's where it ends. Right. Oh, that's actually a really cool thought. Mm. It's really cool. Um, Okay, anyways, what else? Uh, how do you deal? I'm just reading off these. <laughs> how do you deal with the stereotype of the struggling artist, quote unquote? I don't like that. Um, I don't like that delineation because I mm -hmm. think it's really limiting. Yeah. That um, I think that, you know, in life you get to choose what you want to do. And, um, and yes, things are hard, but you know, things are, no matter what you do, there's always going to be parts that are difficult, that are challenging. Um, so I don't like, I don't like that question because I think it really is, um, what would I ask instead? I think I would ask is, if you have a problem, how are you going to solve it? That's what I'd like mm -hmm. to ask. If okay. I'm having, you know, if I'm bumping up against something that's a problem, Mm -hmm. what's the solution right that okay. that's what i'd rather ask okay so so i'll ask you that huh okay i'll, I'll ask you that <laughs> all right what's what's the problem that i'm bumping up against that needs to be solved um let's see have you ever experienced any maybe and maybe this is more prevalent uh in my age where at least in my circle too or um anyways uh like any like social pressure or any social like um what's the word like i don't want to say looking down but like there's a stereotype for a reason um the problem oh yeah i guess the problem would be maybe like social doubt i don't know if that's the best way to put it yeah you mean um people questioning the validity of what you do or yeah. your own personal take on it. I think there, I think those things are always there. And I think that, um, that, uh, you know, if, if I had a different situation, maybe I wouldn't be able to pursue things the way I do mm -hmm. right now. So mm -hmm. like, you know, if I was a single parent, you know, maybe I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing. Um, mm -hmm. so there's that limitation that exists. Um, I think that when I was younger, I think my own worst enemy was my own sort of inability to claim my space and mm -hmm. be confident about what I was doing. Mm -hmm. I think that um, a lot of people feel that way in a lot of different areas in their lives. And I think it takes sort of 
uh, almost like you have to get to know yourself, right? Mm -hmm. You have to get to know yourself better and figure out how you work better mm. and value yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So I think when I was younger, that was harder. Mm. It was hard. It was hard to talk about what I was doing. I didn't feel like I earned it or something. It was, right. Yeah. yeah. In, in that vein. Oh, sorry. Oh. I, I think you know if that's a social like pressure, that would definitely be one of them. Mm. Yeah. In that vein, I, I was going to ask like. Do you feel like, you know, some of my friends who are like artists and like doing art stuff, they're very confident in themselves, which I find admirable, especially at a very young age. Or I guess I say very young, but I mean, in my, um, uh, did you ever feel like, and you sort of talked about it just then, like um, your confidence has, um, and like self-belief has sort of like grown over the years or throughout your lifetime? Or do you feel like it's been like a constant sort of thing? Well, I think I think it's grown and I think at a certain point you know that when you have something to share with somebody else and you can help them that's a huge boost too mm -hmm. so um, I think that uh, being able to teach and see somebody help somebody else move forward with what they're doing is also really a wonderful way of boosting your confidence and I think that ha being confident is great, but also being open to change and being mm. open to um, being affected um, by new experiences and new opinions and mm. new points of view is really important as well. Mm. It's something that I don't think we really, you know, it wasn't really part of our, well, maybe it was, I'm, I'm not gonna make comment on that, but I think that, um, I think that, yeah, I don't know if I answered your question, did I? No, you did. You did. You did. Forever. <laughs> I mean, you can talk forever. We have lots of time. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess shifting gears a bit, uh, you sort of talked about your messy studio. Can you tell me a little more, like, uh, what is it, tools, lighting, time of day, smells, music, silence? Yeah. So. Well, if I'm working, I like to get up and get a cup of coffee and then go right to the studio. Mm -hmm. It's sort of, um, <clears throat> I, I like it when it's bright out uh, mm -hmm. and we have a Southern facing, the building faces uh, the Southern sun. We get a lot of sun in the studio that way. Mm -hmm. And so it's really nice for, from there until about one. And then I tend to start moving towards more um, business stuff. So mm. in the morning, I like to get out there and make and set up stuff because a lot of time the clay needs time to dry or mm. um, it needs to set up so I can work on it later. There's a certain open work time that a clay has that you have to sort of respect. You can't just leave it. Mm -hmm. um, then you have to leave it a little bit. It's like a, it's like a very sort of time sensitive thing depending on how you work. So I like to get started in the morning and roll out slabs and um, cut out the forms that I'm doing and set them up and, you know, start making like a certain amount of pieces at a time. And, and then usually in the afternoon, it's uh, either uh, sort of messing around with a new idea or doing businessy kind of things. Mm. Um, and my studio, we've, you know, I used to have a studio in Pawtucket 
and then we, when we moved here, we, um, which was a long time ago, <laughs> probably before you were born, mm. uh, <laughs> we moved down here and we got a, we have a little house and then our studio, which is shared by my husband and I, mm -hmm. um, he works on one side, he's a computer engineer. Mm -hmm. I work on the other side. I'm an artist. Mm -hmm. A lot of analogies that can be drawn from that. But my <laughs> is very messy and stuff's everywhere. And I need to see it in order to know that it exists. So uh -huh. I think a lot of people work that way, that they work by visual input. And so having things out that they need to influence them or be inspired by, they sort of need to access it visually. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, and I have like a dedicated space for making clay work. I have a dedicated space for painting mm. and I have sort of a, an open space that I can use for hand dyeing too. So mm. I, I do all three in one studio. And then I come mm. in here and do office work so I can get away from <laughs> studio. This is my who's in college right now, so. Mm. Yeah, I was gonna ask like, you know, like how big is your, like I was trying to get like a mental image of like, um, like how big your studio is for it to be shared and for you to have your different like stations. Well, it's like 12,000 square feet and my husband has about half of that mm. or maybe a little less than half. And his side is looks like a, an office with lots and lots of books on the wall and a nice big table. And mine is like every surface is covered. <laughs> um, yeah. And I do an annual clean, like annual, like tidy. I clean all the time, but, uh, you know, like really getting rid of stuff and everything happens January. It's like, mm. I, would, I would love to uh, see an image of your studio. It sounds very, someday, very interesting. I know I've got, I've got to get some decent shots, but I haven't done that yet. But they're coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see what else is here. Oh, yeah. Wait. So how how early do you? go to your studio or you say until one like how early do you oh i usually well i can get out there anywhere between like um you know sometimes it's really early it's like six and sometimes it's mm -hmm. around nine so it just mm -hmm. depends on the day if it's cold <laughs> if it's cold i might choose to work inside until it warms up a little bit because you know so yeah varies you know it's flexible like you know just like I like having the ability to decide what I want to do. I work all the time. Like I work, you know, mm -hmm. plenty of hours. Um, but I do like being the flexibility of it's cold. I'm going to come in and work on computer stuff for a while, or mm -hmm. it's a really sunny day. I'm going to really be in the studio all day getting work done. Uh, and it, it depends. It just depends. Mm, I see. Do you work like with music or do you prefer to just. Oh. If I were alone, I would probably listen to music mm -hmm. um, or books. Well, I do listen to audio books, but my husband, because he works next to me and we have yeah. a shared, I got to be quiet. <laughs> so I am a podcast listener and I listen Ooh. to books and sometimes Pandora. Mm. I see. I see. Um, all right. Yeah. So uh, what would you say is like, like the ultimate goal for your art, if you have one. Um, yeah. Oh, the ultimate goal. Very big. I don't 
That's a hard one. Right? Well, maybe this will help simplify it. Like, uh, maybe in regards to, like, why you do it for yourself and, like, maybe what you want, like, uh, your audience to sort of get. So, like, two different things, kind of. Or maybe they're the same. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a certain delight that one gets from seeing somebody get excited about your work. Mm. Um, so, you know, being a person who makes things that are functional and helping sell those things to people, because mm -hmm. usually I'm in a space where I am um, selling directly to people who own my work. Mm -hmm. It's really a nice exchange. Um, they're not big problems that I'm solving, but they're small problems. You know, right. like, I really like to get a mug for my mom or mm. you know, um, what color scarf do you think would look good on my friend? Mm. Um, those are, you know, small exchanges that are quite um, nice to, it's like a contact point with people. I, I enjoy that. Mm -hmm. As far as doing uh, more artwork, like I'd really eventually would like to do some larger series of paintings that are mm. thematic. I haven't quite gotten there yet. I don't know why I haven't. Um, I, I have, I'm holding this space for myself uh, later on to do some larger paintings. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, so I'm, those are a couple goals that I have. I as far as functional work, it's mostly that, you know, to make interesting things that people take delight in and that they find homes. <laughs> mm, yeah, I really like, this is just a no, I just really like how you uh, sort of describe them as like little problems and how you kind of like solving them with, I thought that was very, I like that. Mm -hmm. um, anyways. Um, yeah, like aside, aside from like functional um, like work you do, or stuff you make you sort of talked about like the painting but like some of your other work that you, do you ever just do it like for your own like to like scratch that creative itch or like oh you know sometimes it's between the between teaching and um and uh making functional work there's space for that mm -hmm. um but I, I do think that there's a necessity to carve out some time for that. I definitely feel the urge to do it. I did a bunch of paintings and I think when the pandemic started, I really did some larger work and uh, it was really very uh, gratifying. Mm. I did some larger botanical paintings, um, some with butterflies and moths mm. and sort of exploded colors. They're on my website. Uh, and that was really fun. I'd like to do more work like that, but I'd also get it like to get into like painting with acrylics or oils again. Mm. You know, a lot, of, a lot of the work that I do is um, inspired by a particular um, color grouping. So like I'll go out and pull a bunch of inspiration and I'll do a, um, a body of work based around that. Mm. And so that's exactly for Ohanga for this um, this winter's um, February, things are gonna be in the, in the online store and in the Cranston store. And they're all 
colors that are influenced by the colors of winter. So, Ooh. Uh, yeah, so you'll have to check it out. Yeah, so, I will. You know, there'll be scarves and um, uh, earrings and um, some ceramics that are all sort of winter, wintry. Mm. I'll probably do something like that as well. So, mm. I, you know, kind of a product designer, really, just <laughs> in the wholesale for a long time i'm geared that way the things that i make so yeah um i want those things to be able to live together you know be good companions so mm -hmm. i see i'm curious um because you between like teaching and creating functional work like what what is your split um like if this was like a pie chart between um oh. yeah, yeah i'm curious like what is how does that look for you um i'll teach like i'll teach about four or five classes a year mm -hmm. and they're usually um like i teach some online and some in person so i would say about maybe 15 percent of my time is teaching mm -hmm. or like wholesale like that's a hard one um maybe 60% making things and then the rest administrative stuff. Mm. Okay. I see. Yeah. And, I uh, hmm? sorry, sorry, you cut out. Could you, okay. I, I, try to teach, I try to teach in the winter and on weekends. Mm. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, within your, that like 60% of making stuff, how would you, uh, distribute it among the different means, the different mediums? Oh, I'd say, you know, because this is sort of putting all these things together in one sort of grouping for me is a little new. Mm. So I would split them maybe mostly pottery. So I'd say like 50% ceramics, 25% jewelry and 25% the silk so mm -hmm. far. But it might, you know, that might change. Yeah. Okay. Nice. That's cool. Um, that's all. Do you have, do you have any other, anything um, you want to add? That's basically, I don't, and that's basically all of the questions I had. I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, like I said, I could talk for hours, but I think that, um, I think that, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm a person who likes a lot of different things and I like, getting into them <laughs> mm. that's nice oh actually now that i'm thinking about uh um you said out of college you what you started a studio am i remembering that correctly company red chair studio yeah can you tell me a bit more about that experience or like how what made you start it or oh i think i just didn't you know i went to school for illustration in those days people didn't have online websites they didn't have online oh. there was no computer stuff so you literally had to schlep yourself and your physical paintings to a, a um to boston or to new york and oh, wow. basically grub out work that way grub out work is probably not a nice way of saying it but <laughs> Or, or like move to the city and I was just I don't know it just wasn't 
I wasn't feeling it. Uh-huh. Um, and so I just started making things. And um, with a friend of mine, uh, we started making things and uh, we were doing the RISD alumni sale. And uh, somebody picked up our work and we started working with them and we started designing product for them. And then eventually we found a rep. And so we were being represented and sold to stores. We went, we were in Smith and Hawkins. We were in, um, gosh, I forget the company's um, Ballard's. We, our, our work was in Ballard's, which is a huge kind of like home store okay. magazine. Okay. We were in um, like garden chain, garden store chains. Um, you know, we were our hand painted pottery. And um, and it wasn't thrown pottery. It was like literally hand painted on terracotta pots. Oh wow! And so we, had a, we had a company doing that, and then um, life changed, and my partner and I um, stopped working together. Mm-hmm. And they moved to Philly, and I continued, but I just kept the name Red Chair Studio because I don't know. And it's just morphed from there to. Um, baby clothes. I did that for a while. Did sold mm. those wholesale through my reps, and then um, I got tired of that. So <laughs> hand dyed silks. After that, I did that for a very long time. I think I did that from 2005 to 2017, mm. and then um, I stopped working with the reps and took a little break. That's when I sort of got into clay, mm. and then. Oh, sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to keep on. It's okay. Oh, I was just, I was just curious. Like, um, like, do you, do you think you have like a favorite like medium? I don't know if that's maybe you like all your the media equally. Say that out loud. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what are what are your top top three top three? Oh, the one I'm working in in the moment. <laughs> ah, of course, of course. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an honest answer. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, 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 that that makes it, that makes a lot of sense, right? Obviously, you'd want to work on or you enjoy you want to work on. You work on what you want to enjoy. Um, yeah, that's uh, all, yeah, that's that's all I really had. Um, turn my camera back on so hopefully it doesn't die. All right. Hello. <laughs> hello. Um. Yeah, I was like reacting like while you were talking. I realized, oh wait, my video's off. But um, yeah, okay, that's. I guess I can 